Good afternoon, everybody. I wasn't there for a second, was I? It is Friday, September 22nd, and we're here at the Missouri Funeral Directors and Embalmers Association in Jefferson City, bringing you our weekly webcast and podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to go over again some of the stuff with the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC. I've gotten uh, several questions about that over the last couple of weeks. Uh, two weeks ago, the FTC had an open forum on the web that I know a number of you watched, and that was great that you did that. And so we've gotten some questions about things that people heard or thought they heard on there. Then also last week, I did a little bit of a, a teaser blurb uh, at the national convention. Uh, but of course, that's while I was walking through the exhibit hall. So I know it was probably a little bit disjointed. So we're just going to go over some of the things with the FTC that could affect you in the near future. Uh, at the national convention, we did have the chief attorney for the Federal Trade Commission that's in charge of the funeral rule issues, and she was there to speak to us, and it was very nice that she's attended. That was very good. It, it, she gave us some good information. But the first thing that she said, and she said it several times uh, to emphasize, and she's an attorney, so she has to say these kinds of things, I know, that the FTC has not officially said they are going to make any changes to the funeral rule. She said that over and over again, that the FTC has not made a determination that the funeral rule will be changed. Now, if you saw all everyone in the audience, <laughs> there was a lot of looks of disbelief there. Matter of fact, if you've ever watched the movie Animal House, when they had that disciplinary hearing at the college and John Belushi sitting there going, <coughs> and he's, he's saying a certain word underneath his cough, <coughs> Well, I'm not going to say that word, but you could tell that there were a lot of people that wanted to because there's absolutely nobody that's dealing with this and that has uh, followed what the FTC has been doing that believes that there will not be some sort of new uh, amendments or changes to the funeral rule. So what is likely to happen? And the first one, and I've said this a number of times, is everyone believes and we had a couple seminars on this where the speakers also said the exact same thing, that it is almost a certainty that the FTC is going to require funeral homes to put their general price list, the GPL, on their website. If that doesn't happen, it will shock everybody. So you might as well start getting ready. Check with your web provider, uh, your IT person, whoever does this, to start getting ready to be able to upload and keep updated as you change your GPL, you'll have to change the web page to your current GPL. Uh, get ready for that. It's going to happen. Now, exactly all the details of that, uh, as we've pointed out to the FTC, not every funeral home has a website. There are websites out there that put information on local businesses in town that you don't have any control of. Uh, they might have links to your thing or they might have information about a lot of businesses, including funeral homes in the area, how, how's that going to work and so forth and so on? How can you be responsible for something that you don't control? We don't know that. What format is it going to have to be? Is it all going to have to be on, on one page or multiple pages? Will there have to be links? We don't know any of that. One thing that I can be pretty well certain that for many of you it will be required is that the GPL will be need to be put on the website in a format that these um, extensions that you can put on your web page for the sight impaired people, there are extensions you can put on a web page 
that actually reads a website, it reads it, a computer voice reads the website, all the information on the website to somebody who is sight impaired. So in other words, you would not be able to do like a JPEG, a photograph of your uh, GPL. It would have to be in some sort of text format that would be read because, uh, and there are exceptions to this, but but many businesses are required to have that. Now, the good news is, interestingly enough, whether you know it or not, most websites already have this built in. Most you, There's a good chance that your website that you use right now already has built in the code that allows these extensions to read the website. We tested this at the Missouri Funeral Directors Association on our website, and we had actually never requested this. We didn't ask our IT persons or the people to do this to do this. But sure enough, it worked. Uh, if you have that extension, you can actually will read all the information we have on our website uh, to people that are that are uh, sight impaired. So uh, that's something to, to, to look out for. Again, until that happens, we don't know for sure. The other thing that they have been looking at doing, uh, and this was interesting, Apparently, they have the FTC has been getting a lot of complaints about how confusing the GPL is. Well, that's their fault. <laughs> They're the ones that mandate all this verbiage to be on your GPL. And apparently, consumers find that confusing. Well, yeah, duh. It is confusing because you are the ones who wrote this stuff and said every GPL must have all this stuff on it. The one rule that has been... Uh, rule or proposal for a rule or discussion about a rule that's been floating around could be very problematic. And that would be some sort of requirement that on your GPL, you disclose the prices that you're being charged by outside vendors or out third parties that you use, like a trading bomber or a, a, a trading bomber that's used for pickup and removal or an, a third party crematory. Now, there's absolutely no way that I can see that that will be workable. I, I, and, and the comments that people have made so far have all said there's no way that that could possibly be workable. If that rule comes down, as I mentioned, I think in my last broadcast, there's three ways that rule could happen. It could be bad. It could be really bad. Or it could be physically impossible to meet that rule. In a sense, it almost would be better if they came down with something that was physically impossible to comply with because then it would self-destruct and they would have to, to figure out that they made a mistake. But we'll have to see if that is coming down. The one thing that the uh, National Funeral Directors Association is pushing for, and this is a very good thing, and we've mentioned this in comments that we've made, is that under the current rule, whatever your general service charge is, your basic service charge is, you have to charge that to everybody. You are not allowed to discount anything off of that with the exception of a direct cremation and shipping and receiving remains. Other than that, you can't have any package deal or any kind of minimal service that has a price less than your basic service charge. So there are a lot of funeral homes out there that would like to do a, for example, a graveside service that doesn't cost as much as their basic service fee. Or they would like to do a cremation that has a visitation before the cremation. 
Well, if you have a visitation or a memorial service or a funeral, if you have anything where the body is present by the FTC rule, that is not a direct cremation. Direct With a direct cremation, you cannot have any services or visitations or anything like that where the body is present. Because if you do that, it's not a direct cremation anymore, according to the FTC. So you could not have, for example, a visitation with the body in a rental casket, and then you do the cremation and charge less than what your basic service fee is. You're not allowed to do that under the current law. And how stupid is that? The Federal Trade Commission, the commission that's supposed to be protecting consumers, is requiring funeral homes to charge more than they want to charge. Does that make any sense whatsoever? It doesn't to me. It doesn't to the uh, folks at the National Funeral Directors Association. And we're trying to get as many comments to the FTC about that, which uh, brings uh, up a point or point. The open comment period is still open. Uh, if you would like to make comments, you can go to the FTC website. You search the funeral rule and you'll find that there is a place where you can make comments the FTC. And if you are inclined to do that, I highly recommend that you do that. The things that, of course, a lot of people are mentioning, not telling that, telling you what you have to say, but what, but I can tell you what other people are saying is right there off the bat, what I just said, that it's ridiculous that you're not allowed to give a discount off of your uh, basic service fee when you're providing a lower level of funeral service than you do on a normal traditional funeral. That's kind of silly. Another thing, of course, is to mention how incredibly impossible it's probably going to be to require you to post prices for all the outside vendors. At the national convention, really grateful for this, uh, a gentleman stood up in the comment period and he was a uh, he, he was in charge of a third-party crematory. He was in charge of a third-party crematory. And he says, well, we charge funeral homes based upon the weight of the body. You know, we have a we have a sliding scale as to how big, the you know, if, depending on how big the body is, that's how much we charge. Will the funeral home have to list all of those permutations? And he goes, and we change that. If, Nash, if, if energy prices go up, we put an energy price surcharge on our bill and things like that. Uh, that's one of the big problems is these third party people could change their prices and you don't know about it yet. So how can you keep your GPL up to date? So if anybody's interested in mentioning that, that's a great comment to make. Another thing that I don't think is going to help, but the more you say it, maybe sometime it'll stick in somebody's mind, is how unfair it is that funeral establishments are required to follow this rule when there's a lot of other entities out there that do pretty close or sometimes the exact same thing that a non-licensed funeral establishment does, like casket stores, some cemeteries that have gone beyond just cemetery goods, but provide uh, funeral goods and services as well, but they're not licensed funeral establishments. Therefore, they don't have to have a GPL. They don't have to do this. Casket store does not have to hand out a casket price list. You do, but they don't. Uh, so why is that the case? Why are other people in very similar situations not being treated the same way? So those are a few things that uh, if you're inclined to make a comment that you might want to consider uh, talking about in your uh, in your message to the FTC. If you're interested in seeing that FTC forum that they had a webcast a few weeks ago, they recorded it and it is available also 
on the FTC website. So that is something to watch out for there. Um, also, everybody should check their general price lists. We sent out a few weeks ago a link to what's called the Purple Book. That's the Purple Book. I think I should have a copy here somewhere. I usually have one right in front of me here. Yes, I do. This, oh, it's hard to see in it. This is the Purple Book, complying with the funeral rule. There's supposed to be a new edition of this coming out, but it hasn't yet. But this is the most current one. All you have to do is uh, is uh, Google uh, FTC funeral rule uh you know, a guide, funeral rule guide, and you'll be able to get a copy of that. Uh, as even as I've said in the past, uh, no matter what you think about the rule, and I know what a lot of you think about the rule, it's the same thing I think about the rule. Uh, this is actually a very good resource to use in making sure that you are compliant with the rule. And it even includes a sample GPL that is right in there. And if you use their sample GPL, of course, plugging in your own specific information in the appropriate places, you're pretty darn safe because it would hard be hard for them to come after you um, if uh, you followed their format exactly. The other information that we got at the National Convention regards this uh, internet company that I know a lot of you have had issues with in the past. They've gone through several names. Heritage was one of them, uh, not related to the funeral home that we have uh, it, that's a member of the association, Heritage Funeral Home. They just called themselves Heritage, completely separate company. This was the company that um, uh, worked Google. They tweaked their Google uh, uh, information such that if you typed in uh, – Funeral home in Mexico, Missouri, they would very often be the number one thing on the list, even though they're not located in Mexico, Missouri. They're not located anywhere in Missouri. They don't have a Missouri license or they, they never had a Missouri license. But their Web page made it look like that they were a Missouri funeral home. It would say, you know, Mexico, Missouri's trusted hometown source or something like that. It changed over the years. And, they, and this company's changed names several times. They've changed location several times. They eventually, it took them a long time, but the FTC did come down on them. They fined them about $350,000 or so, and they hit them up with some restrictions about what they're supposed to do and what disclosures they're supposed to give to consumers. Uh, why they didn't just shut these people down, I don't know. That's a good question. The uh, violation for a violation of the funeral rule is above $50,000 now, $50,200 right now. So a $350,000 fine isn't very much when you, when you know that a single violation of the FTC rule is a fine of $50,000 plus. And they only hit them up for $350,000, I think it was. Uh, but they're still allowed to be in operation. So, again, you have to watch out for that if the consumers are uh, getting confused and they're asking you about that. We'll have to see what their web pages look like in the future. I don't know if they've implemented all these rules yet. I haven't Googled them. I will do that probably next week to see if they have uh, complied, in my opinion, with what the FTC has required them to do. The other thing that the FTC is apparently on the alert for, but they haven't done much about it yet as far as I can tell, is these uh, fake spammers, uh, phishing 
uh, well, crooks is what they are. And what they will do, and we mentioned this in an earlier broadcast, but we do know at least that this is now in front of the FTC for them to at least be concerned about, is they will call a family up and they will say they are from your funeral home. Hello, I'm Joe from XYZ Funeral Home, and there's a problem with your credit card. Or guess what? You have a refund coming to you, and we need your credit card information. Or it turns out you owe an extra $20. Give me your credit card information. And the bad thing is they have the capability to spoof your phone number. So even if somebody is looking at their caller ID, it will show up as XYZ Funeral Home because they have stolen your phone number, in a sense, and that is the phone number the consumer sees. So as the FTC person uh, reiterated, and this was good, this was good information from her, good advice, was that you need to make sure that your consumers, your families know that you're never going to call them up and ask for credit card information over the phone in that manner. And that if they are get a phone call from someone, and even if they think it's from the funeral home, because that's what the caller ID says, tell them to hang up and call your funeral home directly to verify that it's really you. There might be situations, of course, where you do need to call a family because there is a problem. That, of course, can happen. But the consumers can know, should know that if anybody is calling them up and they are asking for a credit card information over the phone, they should not give it out. Instead, they should hang up. They should call the funeral home directly and talk to someone at the funeral home because then, you know, even if it's a legitimate phone call, then they'll know that right away. So watch out for that. A little programming note. Uh, we will not be having a broadcast next week. We won't be having a, a, a weekly uh, webcast or videocast next week because, thank goodness, we're finally getting new Internet service here. Uh, I, I know a number of you have mentioned that at times uh, this webcast gets jittery or freezes up. I look like that old Max Headroom uh, TV show and uh, it stutters and stops. We have uh, CenturyLink is our uh, telephone provider. We used to have internet through them and they spun that off to a, another company called Brightspeed or Brightspot or something like that. And frankly, ever since that happened, our internet service has been pretty lousy here. And even though we're supposed to be getting high speed internet here, it's not very high speed, let me tell you. And we have glitches all the time. So next week they're coming out. The office actually, it's possible we're gonna send out an email for this when we know the exact details. It's possible that we're actually without both internet and phone service for several hours when they actually come out here to do all that. And then, of course, once we do that, we're going to have to make sure the routers are configured properly. So we've just decided we're not going to do a video cast next week while we get all that worked out. I might do a test one that you won't see just so that it uh, we can make sure that everything works right before we resume our normal weekly broadcast. Well, that's all we have for you today. Again, as always, if you have questions about the FTC, about your general price list, and you can't uh, figure it out by looking at the purple book, uh, feel free to give us a call here at the office when we have phone service. We did lose phone service, unfortunately, last week, again, through CenturyLink because they uh, they cut a fiber optic line somewhere near Kansas City, and it cut off a whole bunch of people throughout the state, and we were one of them. But uh, try to get a hold of us. Send us an email if you can't get through, because even if our internet is down, as soon as it's back up again, 
will be checking all of those and responding to your messages. Uh, if our phone service is down, you should get the answering service. And as always, if it is an emergency, tell the answering service to page Don Otto. That actually happened last week. Our phone service was down for a day. It was down for half of Jefferson City that day and number of, a number of other areas. But uh, if uh, you get the answering service and it is an emergency, you need to talk to me right away. Tell the answering service that. Specifically tell them that they need to page Don Otto. It worked. While we were our phone lines were down, I had a couple emergency calls, and I was able to get a hold of those people because they paged me straight to my uh, my cell phone and get a hold of me that way. And that's fortunately independent of any uh, fiber optic lines that we have trouble with around here. So that's all we have for you today. Hope you have a very good weekend, and we'll see you in two weeks, internet permitting. But until then. Stay safe.